0: This is made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The state pay plan, House Bill 13, would provide three dollar an hour raises, or eight percent, whichever is greater, over the next two years. Anaconda Republican Representative John Fitzpatrick said Thursday the raises are aimed at increasing the number of entry level jobs like psychiatric technicians at the State Hospital in Warm Springs, or correction officers in Deer Lodge. The pay raises proposed by HB 13 would be a significant leap from the 2021 plan that gave employees a 55-cent raise. Among recruitment and retention issues that the state faces, Fitzpatrick noted inflation has put state employees in a position to seek out higher pay. Quote, it may be a snow plow operator, a highway patrolman, a driver's license examiner, a social worker helping you get assistance for someone in your family who needs help, Fitzpatrick testified, or the faceless prison guard who keeps the inmates from disrupting civil society or threatening our safety. The quality of life in the state of Montana depends on our state employees doing their jobs. The bill passed second reading 91 to 8. Republican lawmakers have killed a proposal to increase an incentive to landlords to accept federal vouchers for low-income renters and to push them to convert Airbnb properties into long-term rentals. There was almost no discussion on House Bill 318 before the House Taxation Committee voted on party lines to table it meaning it's likely dead for the session. Quote, We've had lots of discussion in this committee on ways to use our surplus and what it looks like to support Montanans and Montana families, and what is missing from these conversations is Montanans that are renters and Montanans with disabilities. That's according to Representative Alice Buckley, the Democrat from Bozeman. Representative Scott Kearns, the Republican from Great Falls, followed the motion with a substitute motion to table the bill, which automatically ends the discussion unless the motion fails. It passed, 14 to 7, with all Republicans voting to table it. There was no discussion, and there will be no further consideration. The tax credits would have given up to $1,250 per unit to landlords who allow tenants to use the Housing Choice Vouchers also known as Section 8 programs. The program is available to low-income renters, and the vast majority of the vouchers go to families making only 30% of the median income in their county. Bill sponsor S.J. Howell, the Democrat from Missoula, says, this is a necessary program in the best of times, and it has become especially crucial now as high rents, Low vacancy rates and multiple economic pressures have combined to make the rental market extremely difficult to navigate, he said. The tax credit for landlords were aimed at defraying the potential administrative cost of accepting the vouchers, Howell said. The bill's co sponsors included the two Democrats in the House. The bill's co sponsors included the top two Democrats in the House. The proposal was estimated by the Department of Revenue to cost the state about $8 million a year in lost tax revenue. The O'Gala Sioux Tribe is suing the Bureau of Indian Affairs and some high-level officials alleging the U.S. is not complying with its treaty obligations, nor its responsibility by failing to provide adequate law enforcement to address the public safety crisis on the various reservations. Quote, we need change. Everybody's tired of the same old talk. It's all talk, talk, talk every year after year, and our people have suffered for decades. That's O'Gala Sioux Tribe President Frank Starr comes out. He said that to the Associated Press. We believe now is the time to take the stand. The federal government has a trust duty to indigenous nations and has made promises to tribes under federal agreements, which should be led liberally and in favor of Indian tribes. That's according to Robert Miller, law professor at Arizona State University and an enrolled citizen of the Eastern Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma. In court documents in the case, the O'Gala Sioux Tribe points to treaties, such as the 1868 Treaty of Fort Laramie, which states that if someone commits a crime against a Native American, the U.S. will, quote, proceed at once to cause the offender to be arrested and punished according to the laws of the United States and also reimburses the injured person for the loss sustained. Starr comes out, said he hopes the O'Gala Suze lawsuit, which was filed just days after the Northern Cheyenne tribe in Montana, filed a similar one, will hope to serve as an example for other tribes in the Great Plains and beyond, are facing similar situations. The federal government countered in court documents that the tribe can't prove treaties force the U.S. government to provide the tribe with its preferred level of staffing or funding for law enforcement. After two days of court proceedings this week, a judge said he would take the case under advisement. One proposal to give physician assistants more independence to practice unsupervised is being touted as a way to deal with the health care provider shortages in Montana. Republican Representative Jody Etchert is sponsoring House Bill 313, which would let physician assistants practice without a supervision agreement. The bill is similar to laws in neighboring North Dakota and Wyoming. According to the American Academy of PAs, more than 750 physician assistants practice in Montana, 95.5 of them in rural areas. Etchert has been a physician assistant herself for 20 years. At the first hearing for her bill in the House Business and Labor Committee, she said it would allow physician assistants to perform the work they are trained to do without the limitations of direct supervision. Quote, This is not practicing out of our scope, she said. Our scope is for practice that's already set at the practice level. Travis Brook, president of the North Dakota Academy of Physician Assistants, said his state passed a similar law in 2019 with little opposition. It doesn't give physician assistants any more authority to practice, Brooke said. It just takes away some of the red tape. Wyoming's law passed in 2021. Eric Boley, president of the Wyoming Hospital Association, said it helped fill a void left by many retiring physicians. The Montana bill has received some of the same opposition the Wyoming bill drew, particularly from physicians worried about training and education. Foley said he wasn't aware of any bad results with physician assistants having more independence. Lee-Quin Chin, an associate professor of economics at the University of Illinois in Chicago, said physician assistants can play a valuable role in augmenting the supply of health care providers. Chin co-authored a 2022 study that found patient outcomes were worse when care was given by nurse practitioners instead of physicians. Instead of thinking of nurse practitioners or physician assistants as substitutes for doctors, Jen said they should be integrated as part of a patient's collaborative care team. Transgender students and the adults in their lives shared stories about devastating bullying in school during a legislative hearing. House Bill 361 is from Representative Brandon Lurr, the Republican from Savage. If passed, it would say it is not unlawful for a student to call another student by their legal name, which in the case of a transgender student would be using what's called their dead name, and to refer to another student by the student's sex, which would allow for misgendering a trans student. Dead naming is the practice of referring to a transgender person who has changed their name from their previous name, and opponents of the bill say the practice is often used to bully kids. The bill had roughly 30 opponents and just one who testified in favor of it. Opponents generally argued that the bill would allow for bullying of transgender students and cut off ways for teachers or administrators to step in. Schools should be safe places for learning, Those against the bill said repeatedly, and several raised concerns it was discriminatory since it would only affect transgender kids. The only supporter of the bill was Jeff Lasloffi, who heads the Montana Family Foundation. Lasloffi said he struggled in school to learn the difference between there, there, and there, and compared that to students improperly referencing their classmates' pronouns. S.K. Rossi told the committee, the problem with the bill is that it takes away the ability of administrators and teachers to intervene before something becomes cruel and physical. Accidental use of the wrong name or pronoun has nothing to do with the issue, according to Rossi. Quote, if it's unintentional misgendering or if it's unintentional use of the wrong name, that's something different. That's forgivable. That's okay, but it becomes cruel and, if it's done over and over and over again, it ties the hands of administrators to be able to intervene in that cruelty before it becomes a physical fight. The committee did not take any immediate action on the bill. A bill before the state legislature would prohibit drag performances in publicly funded libraries or schools. The legislation would also say that any sexually-oriented business that hosts a drag performance may not let anyone under 18 enter. A sexually-oriented business would include a nightclub, bar, restaurant, or similar commercial enterprise that has nude entertainment or a drag performance and serves alcohol. The hearing for House Bill 359 from Republican Representative Braxton Mitchell of Columbia Falls stretched for more than two hours. David Stuker, who lives in Bozeman and Chinook, said during the hearing in the House Judiciary Committee, quote, I'm opposed to the bill because it attempts to solve a problem that doesn't exist. He continued, the idea that Montana's drag or drag performers are harmful to children has no basis in fact. Proponents of the bill frequently condemned Drag performers interacting with children, saying minors were being targeted or hypersexualized, and claiming kids were being indoctrinated or corrupted by, quote, deviant activists and groomers. 93% of sexual abusers of children are known to the victim in cases that are reported to law enforcement. That's according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, the largest anti-sexual violence organization in the U.S. Nearly 35% are family members, 59% are acquaintances, and just 7% are strangers. More than a dozen non organization officials have told a Republican lawmaker last week her bill was a tax masquerading as a fee that targets some of Montana's most vulnerable people and the organizations that serve them. House Bill three ninety one, sponsored by Representative Sherry Esman, the Republican from Billings, seeks to put a user fee on a host of tax exempt nonprofits that would be collected by a city or town or by a county. The money collected would be put towards road maintenance, police, fire departments, emergency services, and mental health treatments. Proponents say the bill would reduce property taxes on Montana. The fees would be levied on nonprofit churches, educational facilities, health care facilities, public museums, art galleries, zoos, facilities to care for people with disabilities and mental illnesses, also athletic fields, low income housing, and more, according to the bill. Opponents said the measure would exacerbate problems that service providers already face. Quote, it's a clever way to tax a tax exempt institution, said Matt Jeffy, the director of exhibits at Exploration Works in Helena, to call it a user fee and tax churches and nonprofits. We don't have extra money. It's just a lousy way to increase revenue for Montana. The committee did not take any action on the bill. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB db webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.